It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, December 17th, 2021. I'm Kelly Reese and this is the KVMR Evening News. Up ahead on the California Report. Monarch butterflies have returned to Pacific Grove, but last year's absence of the famous migration has conservationists concerned. Then we'll take a brief look at local entertainment news and weather. We'll close out tonight's newscast with a tribute to Christina Rice, a vital member of the KVMR extended family and a loyal Strawberryan, as those of you who attended the Friday afternoon tea parties can attest. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. There are growing concerns about COVID-19 hospitalizations across Southern California. Since late last month, the number of people hospitalized with COVID has increased by nearly 50% in Ventura and San Diego counties, and by more than 35% in Los Angeles and Riverside counties. The numbers are also up in San Bernardino and Orange counties. Los Angeles County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer says the numbers are a especially concerning with the anticipated rapid spread of the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. We have uh, not as much flexibility in our healthcare system this year as we had last year. We have staffing shortages that we already are facing. We have a more active flu season in front of us. Ferrer says with numbers increasing, it's important that people be safe and take precautions when it comes to holiday travel and gatherings. State regulators have approved a settlement with Southern California Edison for the utility company's role in starting five wildfires in 2017 and 2018. Under the terms of the agreement, Edison will pay more than half a billion dollars in fines and penalties in connection with the Thomas, Woolsey, Rye, Myers, and Liberty fires. Shareholders will pay a $110 million penalty to the state's general fund and put another $65 million towards safety measures. The settlement also prohibits the utility from tapping ratepayers to cover $125 million to insurance claims for the Thomas fire and $250 million for the Woolsey fire. Investigators found that SoCal Edison's equipment sparked the blazes. This time of year, monarch butterflies from all over the U.S. migrate to coastal California, especially to the small town of Pacific Grove in Monterey County. But last year, no butterflies arrived in Pacific Grove. KAZU's Erica Mahoney reports that this year, it's been completely different. School children bursting with energy point out fluttering wings that shimmer against an overcast sky. Today we are on a field trip looking at monarch butterflies. Second grader McKenna Campbell-Yui is first in line when they get to look through a scope. It helps them spot the monarchs hiding in the trees. They look really cool and when we look in the periscope we can see them up close and they're all in a cluster hanging down like a vine. Field trips like this one from San Carlos School are filling the Monarch Sanctuary with happy faces once again. Caleb Schneider, who manages the sanctuary for Pacific Grove, remembers a lot of sad faces last year. The people who've been coming here every year just 
their faces are lit up. The docents and our volunteers are much happier. There's a brightness to them that uh, I just didn't see last year during this time. That's because not one monarch butterfly showed up to the sanctuary last year. A stark contrast to just five years ago when monarchs were all over the sanctuary. The sanctuary, where trees tower over a walking path, is a special place in California known as an overwintering site. It provides just the right conditions for Western monarchs to stop and spend the winter during their migration from places like Washington, Oregon, and other Western states. Schneider worried about what the loss of monarchs would mean for Pacific Grove. The orange and black butterfly is the city's symbol. I'm sure a lot were thinking last year, oh, this is it. That's it. We're not going to have butterflies in PG anymore. Might as well take it off the city logo. The monarch theme is all over town. Next to the sanctuary is a bubblegum pink motel named Butterfly Grove Inn. And for over 80 years, a parade in October celebrates the monarch's arrival. So far, more than 14,000 monarchs have been counted in the sanctuary this winter. They are a species that have touched so many people's lives. Serena Jepson is with the Xerces Society for Invertebrate Conservation, which tracks the monarch population. The butterflies aren't just back in Pacific Grove. Unofficial tallies from the Xerces Society show more than 200,000 monarchs at overwintering sites in California. Jepson calls it an impressive number, an uptick compared to the last three years. That said, we need to see high numbers of monarch butterflies for several years in a row before we can be confident that we're seeing a recovery. The big question is, why did they come back? Scientists are looking into several possible reasons. While nothing is for certain yet, the Xerces Society points to changes in the climate. Monarch butterflies, like all insects, are influenced by their climate, the amount of rainfall and temperatures from the year prior. And that can really change their populations dramatically from year to year. One thing's for sure, climate change and habitat loss are definitely hurting monarchs. But they're getting some help from the federal government. A bill co-authored by local Congressman Jimmy Panetta was rolled into the Infrastructure Act that President Biden signed last month. The act includes funding for restoring monarch habitat along America's roadsides. Panetta has another bill called the Monarch Act. It's not law yet, but would support restoration of overwintering sites like Pacific Grove's Monarch Sanctuary. Sanctuary manager Caleb Schneider says a year-to-year response to our changing environment isn't enough to save monarchs. We really need to be thinking about these environments for the decades and centuries to come. The city's next move is to develop a long-term habitat management plan to make sure the sanctuary's perfect conditions for monarchs are preserved. For the California Report, I'm Erica Mahoney in Pacific Grove. Support for the California Report comes from Personal Capital, helping people take control of their finances with financial tools and objective advice from a fiduciary advisor. PersonalCapital.com Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash AdaptingCare And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together on the web at schmidtfutures.com. 
And that is the California Report for Friday, December 17th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin, Danny Bringer, and Chris Hoff with help from Seal Muller. Our producers are Holly J. McDeed and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editors, Angela Corral. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Before we take a look at the fun stuff, a quick public health update. Nevada County's Public Health Department reports 38 new confirmed COVID-19 cases today. Now let's get into local entertainment news. The season's final Cornish Christmas is underway as I speak. Stroll Mill and Main Street in downtown Grass Valley with mulled wine in hand and catch a glimpse of the new holiday murals alongside the classic Cornish Christmas favorites. Tonight, shops and eateries stay open late for holiday revelers. The Center for the Arts presents the Holiday Makers Mart this Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 p.m. in the Marissa Funk Theater. The event features the work of local artists. Expect ceramics, paintings, stone carvings, fiber arts, woodworking, and more. The Center will also be serving warm winter fare while you peruse. The Curious Forge invites you to their glass-blowing holiday ornament experience this Saturday from 10 to 4 p.m. Come make your own colorful glass holiday ornament. With the supervision and guidance of professional glassblowers, discover the art of molding hot molten glass into a unique holiday ornament to bring home. This Sunday, Sierra Cinemas brings the Bolshoi Ballet to Grass Valley. At 10 a.m., Sutton Cinemas will show the company's film performance of holiday and ballet staple, The Nutcracker. Victorian Christmas takes over downtown Nevada City this Sunday afternoon from 1.30 to 6. Peruse the lamp-lit streets filled with Christmas treasures. Walk shoulder to shoulder with wandering carolers dressed in Victorian attire. While enjoying holiday activities for all ages, including live entertainment, yuletide treats and libations, and Father Christmas. Auburn's Old Town Christmas returns this Saturday from 5 to 9 p.m. This classic Christmas event brings holiday cheer to Old Town Auburn. Meet Santa and enjoy live music and performances. Auburn's historic courthouse will also be open during the Old Town Auburn Classic Christmas. Visitors will be treated to crafts, cookies, and Mrs. Claus reading stories at the fireplace. Performances of Christmas favorite Scrooge continue at the historic Nevada Theater in downtown Nevada City. Roger Hoopman reprises his role as the miserly Ebenezer, his 42nd time doing so. The play also features whimsical sets and costumes that will surely put you in the holiday spirit. Scrooge runs through December 26th. Bad Luck Magpies will be at the Wild Eye Pub this Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Self-described as a female folk harmony group with a dose of irreverence and a whole lot of sweetness, this trio takes inspiration from folk, bluegrass, and Celtic traditions. Now let's take a look at our local weather. The National Weather Service says to expect dry weather and cold nights to continue through Saturday. We may see rain and snow return by Sunday with wet, windy weather continuing next week. Periods of moderate to heavy rain are possible Monday through Thursday for those of us at lower elevations. While several feet of snow is possible Monday through Thursday for those around 3,000 feet and higher. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, Partly cloudy with a low around 28. Patchy fog between 1 and 2 a.m. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 49. We'll see some cloud cover roll in Saturday evening. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 50.
In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, patchy freezing fog after 11 p.m., partly cloudy with a low around 13. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 42. And Sunday will be sunny with a high near 40. And for our friends to the south in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, patchy fog after 7 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 35. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy with patchy fog and a high near 45. Sunday remains cloudy as well. Patchy fog will linger with a high near 48. The Grass Valley Planning Commission will convene next Tuesday, December 21st, to vote on the proposed RV Park Resort and Annexation Project. The project requires the annexation of around 45 acres into the city of Grass Valley and consists of a 150-space RV Park Resort, including 15 no-hookup glamping spaces, a large clubhouse building with restrooms, laundry facilities, and a small store. The commission originally considered the project at their November 16th meeting, but the motion to approve the recommendation failed. That vote failed three to two. Uh, I voted no, and then planning commissioners Greg Blonte and Kimberly Warren Rhodes also voted no. And then subsequently, there was a motion to bring it back to our, bring it a later date, theoretically December, and that motion passed uh, four yeses, one abstention. That was Commissioner Eric Robbins. He told me that he voted no because of the potential increased vehicle traffic, saying that one report submitted to the commission projects a daily average of 446 vehicle trips associated with the park. We were basically being given this proposal of a giant number of of, of very large, ungainly vehicles traveling up and down this road. One of my colleagues, if I remember correctly, mentioned, also mentioned fire safety, at least one of them did, and evacuation safety. Except for the RV Park Resort 20-acre property, no development is proposed within the remaining annexation areas. The Grass Valley Planning Commission will reconsider the proposal on Tuesday, December 21, 2021, at 6 p.m., and if approved, the project will then go to the Grass Valley City Council for final approval. Members of the public are encouraged to submit public comments via voicemail at 530-274-4390 or by email to public at cityofgrassvalley.com. Comments received by 5 p.m. will be reviewed and distributed before the meeting. This Sunday, celebrate the wonderful community contributions of longtime KVMR supporter Christina Rice. Join the station in celebrating a member of the KVMR extended family and quintessential part of the Strawberry Music Festival. Up ahead, Felton Pruitt sits down with Bob Woods, one of the organizers of this weekend's event. This past Wednesday, the KVMR family and our community lost a dear and treasured friend, Christina Rice, the wife of KVMR bluegrass DJ, Eric Rice. This Sunday, the community will be gathering at the Miners Foundry in Nevada City, to share memories of Christina. Bob Woods, Julia Gobert, and Rick Ewald have been putting together an afternoon of music. Here's Bob to tell you more about it. Yes, this Sunday at the Miner's Foundry in Nevada City, 
will be an opportunity for family and friends to come together for the support of Christina Rice and her family. We're going to tune the strings, raise the voice, raise the glass, tell the story, remember it all. And we should uh, let folks know, uh, Christina has been a dear uh, member of the KVMR family but pretty much since KVMR got rolling. Um, she's the wife of Eric Rice, who has been doing the Bluegrass show every uh, Saturday morning from 10 to noon for, gosh, over 40 years. And, of course, Eric produces the Bluegrass Festival broadcast of the Father's Day Festival from uh, the fairgrounds and so many other things. Anybody that's built a house in Nevada County over the last 30 years probably had Eric come in and wire it for them, do the electricity as well. And Christina has been by his side all these times at all the festivals with us and all the events. So uh, we're going to get together Sunday afternoon. We're going to remember her and remember all the family and, and all the good times. Eric's also my boss at the Strawberry Music Festival on the electrical team. This has been very sad news, and we just felt like we had to do something, even on short notice, and so we've come up with an event. So it's Sunday at the Miner's Foundry. It's free to just come and have a good time, and everybody, the community can come and celebrate Eric and Christina's contribution to our neighborhood up here, which has been vast, their contribution over the years. Tell us a little bit about what's happening on Sunday. I'll tell you, the background to this event is we got the news, and then uh, Juliet Gobert and I and, and Ricky Walt started talking about whether this might be possible to do at the Foundry, because we've been doing a lot of things at the Foundry over the past year, and it turned out this coming Sunday was the only date that was available this year. So we went ahead with it. And everybody has just jumped in. You know, Rick says it's it's been seamless. Kim Rogers came up with a great poster on very short notice. And the printer said, it's on me. Everybody's been pitching in every step of the way. And this is going to be an event with music. It's really not a music event, but we got some great musicians that are going to play and you know, had we had more time and we could have had lots more musicians, but we just had to kind of keep it small, keep it easy, and go with what we have and the time we have to do it. So what are the musicians that will be performing Sunday afternoon? Juliet Gobert and I will be playing. Starting at 1, at 1.30, we will have Maylin Heindrit and Django Ruckrich. At 2 o'clock, we'll have Juliet Gobert, Kim Rogers, and Homer Wills. At 2.30 will be the Bob Woods Trio. At 3 will be Barwick and Siegfried. At 3.30 will be Paul Cam and Eleanor McDonald. At 4 o'clock will be Rita Hosking. And then after Rita's done, we'll do a couple songs with everybody, including the audience, and we'll sing so loud Christina can hear it. That sounds like a wonderful afternoon you got planned there, Bob. I hope so. We're talking with Bob Woods, who is one of the organizers of an event going on at the Miners Foundry this Sunday from 1 to 5 p.m. to celebrate the life of our dear friend Christina Rice, who is Eric Rice's wife and uh, the family, and just get everybody together to show uh, how much love we have for everything that they've done for us in our community over these many, many years. Yes. That was, was well said.
Christina hosts the tea party on Friday afternoons at Strawberry, which is a tradition that goes back, I don't know, at least 20 years, probably farther. Oh, yeah, but I don't remember any of those. Well, I wasn't really allowed to participate at the tea parties because they happened at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon, and I always had to work at the hog Friday night. So I could not be at a tea party where they were pouring tequila constantly. <laughs> it was just not conducive to my, my well-being later on that evening. Well, we've had great times over the years with Eric and Christina, and we're facing this very bad news. And we knew we needed to do something. So we were having this event with music and a chance for people to get together uh, this Sunday from 1 to 5 at the Miners Foundry. There'll be lots of good musicians. There'll be lots of chance to talk to your friends and remember good times. And we hope to see y'all. Well, Bob, I thank you and Juliet Gobert for uh, putting this all together. If you'd like more information about the event, you can go to GoFundMe. All you have to do is hit search and then put in Eric's name, and then you'll come up with Eric and Christina Care Fund, and that's got the information that you need. We've been talking with Bob Woods, who is uh, one of the organizers of Sunday's event from 1 to 5 at the Miners Foundry with lots of great, great music. Uh, Bob, thanks for all your work. Thank you. We'll see you Sunday. That's our newscast for this Friday, December 17th. If you ever miss a part of an interview or want to listen to something a second time that caught your interest, you can always listen to the full, extended version of our stories and interviews on our website at kvmr.org or wherever you get your podcasts. KVMR gets support from the Nevada City Farmers Market every Saturday from 8.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Union Alley through December 18th. Featuring sustainably grown food from local farmers, crafts, artisanal offerings, and live music. EBT accepted, ncfarmersmarket.org. And Colfax Farm and Country Store, family owned since 2007, downtown Colfax. Open 9 to 6, Sundays 10 to 2. Carrying hay, feed, garden supplies, and North Idaho energy logs and stove pellets. Delivery available, coolfaxfarmstore.com. Stick around, we have the California Report magazine coming up at 6.30. Have you ever wanted to rent a telescope? Well, high above most of Los Angeles, there's a place where you can actually see the stars and planets in the dark winter sky, despite all the light pollution. It's called the Mount Wilson Observatory and has stood sentinel for more than a century. Inside two white domes, you'll find a pair of aging but still mighty telescopes that Edwin Hubble and Albert Einstein have looked through. And tonight, the California Report magazine brings us along as they join that crew. Then at 7, we have Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendoza. Thanks for listening. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off.